0: what's up guys this is tina and i'm jen and this is the Sinistry, an astrology podcast that guesses the potential signs and therefore the sinistry of our favorite fictional characters welcome to our seventh episode can you believe it hey yo that's my lucky number we like that as a sign and yes Having so much fun with this podcast, just want to take a brief moment to thank our amazing audience for following along with us here through our little astrological experiment. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, our dear friend, the incredibly talented photographer, writer, dancer, and Scorpio son, Michael Clifford. Welcome! <laughs> Welcome. I love that.
1: I love that bio, you guys. Thank you so much. So so thorough.
0: So detailed. You're gonna be You got great. all the job listed.
1: <laughs> I love it. My Scorpio son is thriving.
0: Hired. Uh, so today, similarly to how we did things with our first guest star, Mar McCarthy, Michael will be presenting us with a description of one of his favorite movies, which is also one of our favorite movies, Bridesmaids. Which is also perfect because it's Women's History Month, and this is an epic female ensemble cast written by two women.
1: And I actually didn't even realize that this was perfectly timed. It just really happens to be my favorite, like modern comedy. Yes, um, that is an all-female cast. My feminine energy really sings when I watch. <laughs> um, I have it saved on my phone in case there's no, you know, screen on the back of the seat in front of me on an airplane. I have it downloaded <laughs> to all of my devices for the same, you know, scenario. I'm obsessed with it. I want to be a bridesmaid. I want to be all the characters. I want to be myself as well, but I see myself in all of them a little bit. And I'm just really curious what you two like, what the take is on their astrological components because I fucking love them. Can I swear? Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're,
0: explicit. We're cool. explicit.
1: Cool. Love that. Love that. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a box I have to check. Love that. I love that. How you pay your, for it. How it's your go-to movie. For me, that's Brandy Cinderella. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Oh, uh, I <laughs> that's,
1: am, that's but that's very specific.
0: It's the Brandy version. Yeah. Uh, it is uh bernadette peters is in oh, it wendy yes, houston yes it's just a masterpiece i don't want to uh, give it too I'm... much credit but Quite. that's my go-to jen do you have one nope <laughs> <gasps> all right by the end of this you better yeah i mean you have, two, you have two
1: phenomenal both of suggestions you. <laughs> happening right here across yeah. the table
2: i'm the marvel dork. <laughs> huh? i love a superhero but i love both of these movies so mm-hmm. i can't just jump in with something random i'm I need to rewatch this Brandy
1: Cinderella though. I gotta say, I kind of forgot. I forgot.
2: (laughs) I kind of forgot about her. You got
1: fifty-five
0: minutes. (laughs) So before we get into it, I'm going to do my thing and give us all a brief synopsis of the film as well as a few fun facts. Annie and Lillian have been best friends forever, from magazine wine parties to secretly joining paid workouts in the park. They're basically sisters until Lillian gets engaged and weirdly waits until the next day to tell Annie, but redeems herself by making her the maid of honor. But who are the other bridesmaids? There's a puppy stealer, a hot mama, a trapped queen, and Helen. Helen is super rich and is really good at all the stuff, which honestly would make most people annoyed, but Lillian falls under her spell. While Annie starts to feel like she's being pushed further and further from her BFF, Helen's perfection shines brighter and brighter. Annie would be lost if it wasn't for Hot Cop, who helps Annie kind of remember who she is as she's hitting rock bottom. Annie finally bursts, and eventually Lillian does too, leading to a missing persons case, but do not fret. all ends well with the most Wilson Phillips wedding, and everyone lives happily ever after, except for maybe that trapped queen. <laughs> All right. Here are some fun facts. It was written by Kristen Wiig and Annie Momola. I'm not sure how to say her name. Mumolo, aka Barb and Star, who you see in the airplane coach scene. Yes, seated next to each other. Very cool. Nice little, nice little cameo. Also, I just love that part where she was like, "I had a dream the plane was going to crash. You were in it." Okay. Next fun fact. Six members of the cast are part of the Groundlings. I love the Groundlings. I've taken classes at the Groundlings. I am a huge super fan. So very cool that six of the cast members got to perform together before and then make this movie. Yes. Uh, Another – I really liked this fun fact. So after they were teamed up to play Annie's flatmates in the movie, Rebel and Matt, so like the brother and sister, they decided to take the plunge and move in in real life, and they lived together for like three years. Stop. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, die. Yes. <gasps> They're so bizarre. That makes so much sense.
0: How great. Remember, like, the tattoo that's, like, oh,
1: Oh, her, her Mexican drinking worm yes. that's wrapped around her whole body that she got from a van that pulled up beside the hurt in the afternoon and opened at the door and said, hey, get in. Free tattoo.
0: And then she pours the peas uh-huh. out of the bag. Oh, great.
1: Completely wrong.
0: Completely wrong. All right, my last fun fact. Back in Missouri in the 90s, John Hamm briefly took a teaching post at his old high school where he taught drama to 8th grade students, including his bridesmaid co-star, Ellie Kemper, a.k.a. Trapped Queen. Who I was calling her.
2: Who, who is Trapped Queen?
0: <laughs> she's the one that's married and they only can have sex with the lights oh, in a Oh, the very way. I forgot her name. I call her Trapped Queen.
1: Because she's trapped.
0: Because she's yes. trapped, but she's still a queen okay. and she... Uh, is not asleep she does not need to go to sleep remember no, that part right. she's like, I'm, not tired. Plane, I'm not
1: tired in the plane on
2: the she's plane. cinderella what
1: happens on that plane it's a big scene <laughs>
2: she's cinderella rita
1: no she thinks yes. i'll correct you she actually thinks that rita looks like yes
2: it smells and like wants- pine. Cones. Admiring
1: rita rita is one of my favorite
0: characters that's true <laughs> yeah rita is a love rita classic want
1: to be rita hopefully one day i can be rita three boys <laughs>
0: Okay, so first, let's address what you know about astrology, Michael. What do you know? Yes.
1: Well, it's written in the stars, first of all. Um, (laughs) I know what, uh, you know, I know it's fun to read. I know as I've gotten older, I've kind of like explored a little bit more and I see that it's more than just like, you know, picking up Cosmo magazine and like reading your Horoscope. I feel like I was always confused about my Scorpio sign because I don't really feel like I, personalities wise, match a Scorpio. And then somebody turned me on to the whole rising, moon, sun relationship. And then I quickly realized, oh, that's because my Aries presenting rising makes so much more sense how I move through the world, you know? And what else do I know? I don't know. I feel like I enjoy to pay attention to it. And the more that I learn, the more I'm intrigued. I think that's the biggest takeaway. That I have with astrology at this point
0: I agree Love it I think that was
1: Was that well said? said. Yeah
0: Oh god I don't want to fuck it up (laughs) You're doing a great job We've been talking a lot about how Scorpios are like serial killers So I know and I'm like I'm nice Yeah (laughs) Anne Hathaway our last episode she was a Scorpio Exactly
1: Yeah well I identify with her in a lot of ways (laughs) Surprised that she got a lot of those roles and I didn't
0: Shocking (laughs) So the way this will go, I think, is that you can present each character to us with a little bit of a description about them. And then we can go from there with what we all think their big threes are under Jen's guidance.
2: Mm. I think, yes, that's the best call. Um, But I'd actually like to hear from both of you some astrological guesses on what signs you think belong where for these characters. And also I welcome... And more so encourage any and all questions from either of you about astrology in general.
1: Wait, 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 wait. I actually haven't already. Can you explain what the word synastry means? I've been wondering for a minute. Oh my
2: god, of course. So all sinistry means is comparison in astrological terms. By describing the synastry between two people, I am simply describing the ways in which they are compatible or not compatible, determined by their zodiac placements. Real synastry comparisons involve a great deal more than just the big three. Sun, moon, and rising signs that we talk about on this podcast in particular. This is all fun and practice, so it's a good starting point to see how people will get along and connect on a surface level. Can we actually do a quick example using the three of us? Are we comfortable revealing our big threes? I am, yeah.
1: Let me think yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> really quick then. <laughs> Tina, you are a Libra sun with a Taurus moon and a Sagittarius rising. Michael, you are a Scorpio sun with a Taurus moon and an Aries rising. I am a Libra sun, Libra moon, and Libra rising. That's a lot. <laughs> a-
1: <laughs> triple Libra. Okay. Calm down, triple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a lot. But off the bat, with the three of us, you two have the same moon sign. And Tina, you and and I have the same sun sign. So huge immediate connections and mutual understanding of one another. Then your rising signs, the two of you, are both in fire and mine are in air. Mine is in air. And that automatically is huge compatibility as far as the personality, the, the presence, the presentation. And lastly... All three of us have moon signs that are ruled by Venus, which brings us to Venus, <laughs> which brings us together in our love for art, beauty, creativity, etc., which makes sense. It's all good, lovely. And I think maybe we're best friends. <laughs> I think so. so...
1: It's the Venus in all of us, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I see my Venus in me sees the Venus in you. <laughs>
2: Same. <laughs> huh? So I know we don't go further than the big three in this podcast, but for anyone that's a little bit more advanced in Astrology 101, the three of us all have our Mercuries, which is our mind, in Scorpio. So we all think very similarly. We all literally have the same brain and the same approach and the same communication. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Makes sense. Yeah, that's it's right? really
0: cool. We're all serial killers. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we be. are not serial killers. We There's just no think one like dead that. by our hands. <laughs>
0: Well, this is all super interesting and that explains a lot. So if you guys are ready, let's dive into Bridesmaids. Welcome to the magazine and wine party. Oh Jen, are you ready?
2: You know what? I'm excited. I feel (laughs) relaxed. Yes,
0: you did. Take that, Danny. Ready. (laughs) Okay, Michael, we are handing it over to you.
1: I die. I love those references, girls. Those are highlights, highlights, highlights of the film. (laughs) Okay, so obviously I think it makes sense that we start off with... Uh, Kristen Wiig and my Rudolph's character, Annie and Lillian. Herf. You know, I feel like it's they made very clear in the beginning that these two girls, while they are not related, function completely like sisters. Sisters that have always loved and gotten along with each other. I feel like, you know, the scene where they're at the coffee shop talking about what Annie may or may not have done the night before <laughs> clearly shows that they're, like, playful. They see each other. They have matched humor. They get the same kick out of the same things and they pick up on each other's humor right away, like piggybacking right off of that. Like I got food in my teeth, little gag, you know what I mean? So I definitely think there's this sort of like, you know, you don't really know where one s- stops and one begins. They're kind of like one and the same. So I would imagine that whatever they have going on there with their one, two, big three would be very strong, probably mirroring each other, same, similar or you know opposites completely coming together i don't know i'm not the expert that's why we're here today to figure this part out um and then i think that's even validated further when things start to get a little bit weird between them and you really start to see one start to trail off and go in a new direction um aka lillian while annie is not ready and if anything sort of scared about that potential separation and makes it question her own self, you know, and then you see her demise and it just gets really like, kind of sad and then the arc comes back together when finally in the end, after everything had been twisted, pulled apart and fucked up by all the other people, <laughs> AKA Helen, horrible woman, but I do love her. Horrible <laughs> um, I feel like in the very end, who is it that knows exactly where Lillian is? Who is it knows exactly where to find her? That's Annie, because no matter what, at the end of the day, you're always gonna have your very, very best friend.
2: Oh yes yes
0: that deserves a round of applause <laughs> Do you know what i mean for sure it's beautiful yeah, I just like I just went to church.
1: yeah amen sis <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh annie and lillian are the best i really i think that description is perfect because you describe that there exists something that bonds them so incredibly and emotionally despite what goes on around them And I think you can almost look at that metaphorically where what's the root of us is the emotions, the soul sign, the moon sign. So there's something I think that connects them with the moons, even though maybe their direction is a little different. Maybe their sense of self, maybe their presentation is a little bit different. So I know this movie. I love this movie. So obviously we have that in common. But I want to hear from you a description that sort of matches where I'm going with this as far as like, I think Lillian and Annie, perhaps in my little notes watching the film for the 47,000th time the other day, is love. there's something that connects the two of them. And quite honestly, I, I, in my notes, they are both Taurus Wait, moons. No, I can't. No, we were going to guess.
0: Okay. I, I thought we were supposed to guess. No, I want you to guess. We
2: I, can pretend and guess. Let's try that again and pretend. Okay, we'll try it again. We'll <laughs> no, try it again.
0: I was going to say Taurus. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no, you can tell us too. I was good. That was like the, uh, I was gonna say Taurus Sun. Okay. Or, uh, I love that Annie. Okay, let's retract. And then I was gonna say for their moons, it almost gave me like a Libra moon. Ooh. They yeah. just seem so like fun and uh, out there with their personality, and maybe I just see similarities with my. I guess I don't have a Libra moon, but with my Libra sun okay uh I'll, i like see some some comparisons there i don't know i just feel like they're like good time
2: gals and i'm a good time gal they're totally good time gals and i think there's a bond i think i think we have to match the moons up i think that's my goal right now with like the astrologies. like let's match the moons let's agree on the moon sign and then i think okay. everything else is very different i think annie is lost a little bit i think she is
1: one hundred percent. The theme of the film.
2: Yeah, she is really. <laughs> yeah, but, she but... don't know
1: where she's going. <laughs> Poor girl. She needs a home. She needs a job. She needs a man. She needs a lot.
2: Rock she bottom. She needs a friend. She lost her
1: friend. <laughs> rock bottom.
2: Yeah, rock bottom has been hit by Annie. And but but she did manage at some point in her life to make her own bakery and have this like business. And yes, it all sank. And I think there's something to be said about that for her, sign wise. And
1: who sank that ship?
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: the wormy man behind the counter that Officer Rhodes, may or might may not have referenced when he pulls her over for the first time, and then she says, "Oh, my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, sorry,
0: never tipped him." <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys got that this. Wormy on lock. face. <laughs> yes, Irish accent. Oh, another fun fact. Apparently. He was just supposed to have an American accent, but they just loved his regular accent, so
1: same, same, keep they're it like, be yourself.
0: keep it, yeah, maybe and, that's why they have that line, like, don't you have to be a citizen to be a cop?
2: He's just like, from oh, Ireland. yes, because they're in on the for yeah. sure. John,
1: God we're good
2: John John <laughs> Ham is like, that cop sounds weird. <laughs> he speaks yeah. weird, he speaks funny, <laughs> okay, all right, so Lillian and Annie. The scene in the cafe is perfect because Lillian is sort of the mother figure. She's much more yeah. grounded, it seems. Annie's the one that had, you know, like, did he sleep over in your mouth? Like, <laughs> <the little scene. laughs> and she's very. Love that. <laughs> she's very big sistering her best friend. And she's a lot more practical and she's a lot more logical and responsible i feel in this timeline that annie is being lately annie is being flippant she does she's rose colored glass she's not seeing that this john ham character even though he's hot and attractive is like totally using her and like not interested in a relationship like we get that from the first five minutes of the film like this guy's trash and she's still like trying to make it seem like it's okay I'm just having fun and whatever she's doing but like
1: I've been her before
2: so we've all been there haven't we all yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) so I think there's definitely a contrast (sighs) I, I see I see these two women as like in contrast and not necessarily in who they are but in their timelines like Lillian is about to get proposed to She's a lot more serious. She's in a long-term, stable relationship. She lives with her dude. She We don't know what she does for a living. I think we no, don't ever figure that out.
1: I think they, they sort of like like loosely reference to it at that scene in the beginning in front of when they see the cupcake or the bakery for the first time. When she goes like, oh, I don't want to get your lamps. In reference to her boss. So it kind of makes you think that I, in my assumption, she's like a personal assistant. Mm,
0: to to, to probably line. to probably
1: like one of the richest men in the greater Milwaukee area.
0: Uh-huh. No <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the brass lamp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I,
1: I would imagine that's her. That's her journey in life.
2: But she, yeah. she's, also, she's also she's marri- also marrying into some money. Clearly, like from this film's reference. I like mean, that country Dougie. club looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and sweet, her dad,
1: sweet doggy, dorky doggy, dorky doggy. Dorky, dorky got like no lines.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It makes
1: you think that Dougie had some other scenes that they just must have cut out.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of like turning and like, Mm. hey.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they ran out of money and they couldn't afford his lines. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. We just actually can't pay you, scale because you can't speak in this.
0: Oh, another person who is supposed to be in it. Sorry, I'm just dropping all the fun facts throughout the episode. Paul Rudd had a scene that was cut. I heard about that. Yeah, and I, I believe it was a love scene with Annie or something along those Ugh, lines. What a good lover. Um, but yeah, Paul Rudd. Wow. That would have been the amazing. Um,
2: and
1: Rudd him <laughs> all the way home.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, so bad. No, that was so good. He got, he was t- <laughs> all right, wait. Okay, let's guess. Let's do some guesswork. God, back okay. to the moon. Back to the moons. I want to know. First of all, let's talk about their personality, their presentation annie what do we think is her rising Because remember rising sign is the mask it's how she presents herself to people it's her first impression what is she like in a room full of people if you just met annie for the first time like what is she doing how is she making you feel what is she bringing to the table like what sign are we pinning her as for the rising
0: i have my guess i'm gonna go with gemini yes tina oh hell yes let's go
1: Excellent Okay Bravo. what makes you think that because, I don't know much about Gemini's to be honest
0: So I only know like <laughs> the twin That's what I constantly go back to And I know there's so much more developed But I see her In the, the jewelry shop And then at the bridal shower and just those two moments where she's just able to like switch into this almost nasty, like calling the little girl a c word. <laughs> like, one of
1: the iconic scenes.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> uh, like the people are getting engaged, and she's like talking about how they shouldn't get engaged. Right. But then you also like see the scene of her in the coffee shop, and you're like, you're a really fun, nice person, right. but you're right, able right, right. to snap really quickly.
1: Totally. And then even in like when she's meeting everybody, she's like very subtle, right? Like she's kind of like almost reserved a little bit which is in direct contrast to like an attitude that would be like someone calling like a little girl ivy you know yeah
2: yeah (laughs) absolutely
1: hard to follow gemini
2: well that's a perfect i (laughs) no offense
1: gemini's but i just don't i just don't know many of you if there are any really sweet gemini's out there that would love to like interact with me and like let me know a little bit more about their sign please feel free my email is michaelcliffordphoto at (laughs) gmail.com and you can you can learn me on your sign because at this point i don't know much about you
2: <laughs> well i love it let me let me shed some light i think that <laughs> <laughs> looks like
1: i came to the right place
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the rising is a very unique representation of each sign so you're taking sort of the most personable qualities of the signs cuz this is a personality performance the mask so the rising is about a presentation that's mostly always positive because no one wants to like present themselves like dark or shady or <laughs> negative <laughs> like you want to be like you want to be like <laughs> so it's a social sign. So a social mathematical point actually. so I think the rising sign representation with Gemini is all about communication. And Gemini's in and everything has a positive quality and a negative quality. So Gemini risings have an innate ability to socialize probably better than any other zodiac sign. They are the most like Mm -hmm. while Libras are the social butterfly where it's more about the grace and the beauty and the charm and like making sure everybody is looked after and having fun, Gemini is more about the ability to hold conversation about anything with anyone at any given time. So cool. That can manifest itself in a little bit of a wonky, quote unquote negative way. When is chaos involved? And with Annie, there's chaos involved in her timeline right now. So her Gemini activity, her, her persona right now, if you notice, she just speaks like without a filter, without any kind of like monitoring of what yeah. comes out. She's just like a blah. She can't stop herself from mm-hmm. talking. And this is what gets her in trouble throughout the whole film. Like in the scene of the bridal shower, in the scene in the jewelry store, like they're oh, all. These- love. there in the (laughs) airplane when alcohol's involved like she can't filter herself at all and i see this as gemini rising why this is immutable energy mutable energy always comes with a little bit of chaos you never know what's coming out and it is the twins like tina's talking about where there is a duality to it where there could sometimes be something very specific or sometimes could just be all over the show and so i think she's presenting herself gemini rising for this chatty reason and like What Annie's lesson needs to learn is how to hone in on that incredible skill set. I just think the Gemini rising here, she's a little bit lost. So that's amplified, if that makes sense. So she's extra chatty. She doesn't know what she's saying half the time. It just comes out of her. It's like word vomit. And that's what's leading her into all these like mishaps throughout the film where she's just not able to keep it in. She's got to speak her mind. And that's just this Gemini rising to me. So Tina, I think that's a great. That's a great guess. So that was my note. Yay!
0: Okay, so Annie's Gemini rising. What about Lillian? Because we, you said that they're both Taurus moons. So what's Lillian's sun sign?
2: Yeah. Well, back to the Taurus mooning. Do you guys agree with me? And like, I want to discuss why I pegged them as Taurus moons. You guys are both Taurus moons. So, oh, I didn't even as, remember. As
1: that. a Taurus moon. <laughs> I would hope that two of my favorite characters would also share the Taurus moon with me as well. So I I would say, I love that. I love it too. It's a Taurus moon for me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: These are my examples of why. Okay. So Annie, for me, I was questioning what her, because the moon is your emotional needs. The moon is your emotional drive, what feeds your soul. Right? So... With Annie, she's a baker. She's incredible. When she starts making her little cupcake in that scene, the beauty of it, like the aestheticness of it, yeah. the, the concentration and the work ethic, it's all there. It's all a perfectionist. That's, it's all beautified. So, all just
1: for herself.
0: I know. I love that. You, you know, she's just like perfectly detailed quiet and then moment. She just
2: eats it. It's like, I love a good character that
1: takes a moment for themselves and just like does what they want, <laughs> you know, serves her soul.
2: And what she do? No, she eats it. She eats it. There's no oh. better self-care sign than Taurus. Why? We're ruled by Venus. And it's this idea of enjoying it, enjoying the simplicity of life, the little That's moments, cool. the little fulfillments. And also Taurus moons are very, very in line with music, with culinary, with art. It's a planet. It's a zodiac sign ruled by Venus and this this idea for me Taurus moon is like there has to be something about Annie that is really grounded in this love for beauty and art and creating you know and and Tauruses Mm -hmm. have this duality the same as every sign where the negative aspect of Taurus which comes with Libra too it's like these Venus ruled planets where we can either be super lazy Or when something sparks our attention, we could be super driven and hardworking. And so this Taurus moon is that. She's activated when something she's passionate about. And here I find it in the culinary. There's something beautified about her making that cupcake. And so that for me screamed Taurus moon. And then I really wanted Lillian to share something very special with Annie. Because like you said, Michael, there's this definite link between the two of them that is more than their sun and rising because the sun and rising, I think are very different for both of them, Mm -hmm, but there had mm -hmm. to be this like emotional like depth. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the very wonderful scene of the bridal shower where
1: 100%
2: Lillian (laughs) finally like you, you see the bull's rage, right? So Taurus moons, it's poking the bull they're very steady. They're, they're very, like emotionally steady. But when you keep poking, poking poking, their rage is kind of uh, unmatched by any of the other zodiac signs and her famous <laughs> screaming about her. They're
1: fucking Paris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you have Annie's Taurus Moon highlighted. And then you have Lillian who finally reaches her brink where she's screaming about her perfectly bleached asshole (laughs) she loves it so much.
1: And then gets so enraged, goes so far as to then dare to say, if you're going to act like this, then why don't you just not come to my wedding?
0: Exactly, like way harsh.
1: Like that, I don't know. I might be kind of Scorpio.
2: Yes, that does sound Scorpio. That
1: sounds a little. That sounds a little. Scorpio.
2: Totally does. It totally does. But Taurus, it? Taurus and Scorpio are very good matches, and I feel like Lillian has been so mm-hmm. even keeled that this was the rage, and like this was her breaking point, and she stayed. She said her piece, and yeah, and Lillian for me, I wanted to lean actually towards a Leo moon with this wedding and everything she seemed to sort of lean into the attention all of a sudden like all of a sudden it seemed out of character like oh i want the dress and i want the thing and all of a sudden she's really in this world but it wasn't until that moment of like rage where i was like oh there's a match here like there's they both broke at the same time, at the same <laughs> totally. Impression. You're so
1: good. <laughs> Hi it's her. So cool, yeah. Like sign up for them classes.
2: Come, of, come
1: to those Sundays, y'all, because this is some shit. Okay, Dinner. these people aren't even real. Imagine what it's like with real people. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing.
2: I love you both.
1: I love you, Moon.
2: <laughs> so okay. that's that's where my brain, that's where my astrology brain went. I just felt like this was the moment where I was like, oh, here it is, and. That's where they clicked. And I wanted to go Leo with the attention, but Taurus moon has a similarity because it's like they love the lavish. They love the beauty. They also love a little bit of the attention, the pampering. So that all, it all worked out. So I, I'm definitely strong on my stance of both of them having Taurus moons. And now we've, we've called out Annie as this Gemini rising. So what do we think about Lillian's personality? Like, especially that first scene The first meeting of Lillian, like her social persona, like what are we, what are we calling her rising sign wise? It's a tough
1: call. Um...
0: I have a random guess.
2: Go for it. Okay. Better than I.
0: Well, when you said sociable or social, I immediately think Libra, but what
2: about Aries? Ooh. Ooh, strikes (laughs) a chord. I'm into it. I mean... There's no wrong answers i I have my notes, but like there's no, <laughs> there's no wrong
1: answers she's the Capricorn, and I'm done
2: <laughs> Wait okay so michael what? let me let me know your thoughts on the rising, and then I want to hear both of your thoughts on her son, and then we'll go back to Annie because I just want to know your judgment on it and the why, and then I will. Give my notes, I guess.
1: Okay. So I don't know if I can necessarily like sum it up into a specific sign because I'm still, you know, a newbie baby, totally, you know, green on the zodiac. <laughs> but I can definitely say that she is interesting because or Lillian is let's use their names. <clears throat> Lillian is interesting because it does seem like while she can have that much fun, she does have a sort of responsible side. And I feel like I don't know. I, I can go off of like my best friend. Cause let's use my experience. <laughs> like my best friend from like the, like my oldest, longest best friend, like from high school, she's a Capricorn. So I say Capricorn. Cause I just feel like she is like the most, like for, for like face value, totally, like absolutely hilarious, can laugh at anything. And then is like the hardest worker, super committed. Like, you know, she's an artist herself. She's a music therapist. She's a, a musician, a vocalist. And like, you know put herself through all of like the music schools you know like but laughed the whole time so i don't that's that's just me again wanting to see myself in my favorite characters but that's where i would go is that maybe right even though there are no wrong answers
2: <laughs> there are no <laughs> wrong answers tina do you want to chime in on any she's like no on your <laughs> she's
1: like that's really sweet Cliffy michael but no
2: <laughs> on my aries no, on your so you, Aries is for you. Your guess on the rising, or is it the sun? Yes.
0: Oh, do I want to guess on my? No, I thought okay. So Taurus Moon, Aries Rising, Sun. I like what Cliff just said about Capricorn. I I have no thoughts. I agree with Cliff. <laughs> okay. We agree
1: on this side.
2: Okay. These Taurus moons agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Crazy, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crazy. All right. I I am one hundred percent in agreement with the Capricorn Sun. Is- oh God. This is in my oh house. god! I was. Oh my
1: god! Honestly, I should be in your seat. <laughs> I don't know why we don't switch roles.
2: You know what? You take over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be the guest star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I I one hundred percent agree. I think Lillian is a total Capricorn. I think Capricorn doesn't get enough credit for the amount of humor that they have there's some incredibly famous comedians that are capricorns jim carrey being one of them and it's just this oh my god i love him yeah, yeah it, it, they're incredibly funny inc- but it, what i think what humor takes for the most part is intelligence and i think that's what capricorns have the most of it's like this this ambition this intelligence this idea of like seriousness and like being able to dissect something like humor and being able to write it in a drier, crispier, wittier, sharper way. So yeah, shy. I, I see her. And, and Capricorns, on the other hand, without the humor, are very serious people. They want to get to the top. They're more durable. They're more slow and steady with their processes. They take their time. They enjoy every step of the way. They know they're going to get there. So they don't like big emotional displays. They're not in a rush. They're not really like raged easily or impassioned easily they're sort of even keeled so yeah I, I completely agree about lillian being a capricorn sun. the rising though the rising i i wouldn't say no to aries it's just that i see her in the in the same vein as aries being a cardinal sign which is a leadership sign i chose a cancer rising and okay for the same reasons of being a leader, right? I think Lillian out of the two of them, especially is the leadership sign, you know, so let's say Annie's this Gemini rising. She's chaotic. She needs someone to reel her in. So Lillian's personality is very mothering and cancer is like this mother sign of the Zodiac. And it's this personality of sort of like a little bit lecturing, but like having the the empathy and the intuition to know how to say it with a nuanced way to not make someone feel bad about themselves, if that makes sense. So she's tough on Annie, but like not in a blunt way. And I think Aries would be a lot more like blunt and like go getter. And like Lillian being an Aries rising, like Michael, you're an Aries rising. I think that's more energized. That's more. I think you're a great example, actually, oh, Michael, because get out of here. me. You- Get out of here. I would
1: only hope to be a great example.
2: So we have to like sort of fit these in like little blocks, right? So for you, as a perfect example, you're a Scorpio sun. So you're this water sun and you're a fire rising, right? So if you think about Lillian, she's this cancer. Boiling water,
1: baby, boiling water. There's a lot going on. Talk to me.
2: Exactly. So you're able to almost reel in... Your Aries rising sometimes when you know the moment might not call for the necessity to be blunt, if that makes sense.
1: Throwing that water on that fire. Right. It's a constant battle with me internally, externally, always.
2: Right. I don't see Lillian as having fire because I don't feel like she's really nah. like holding it tightly, but she's got that no. I like
1: the – sorry, I like the cancer thing. It's like a tough love.
2: That yes. kind of a love that
1: she has with Lillian, right? It's like I'm going to let you know, but I'm still going to – I'm not going to like – she's gonna be nice about it
2: right because she's got i think this is just my opinion i think the capricorn which we i think we all agree on the sun that saturn rule that is literally the planet of tough love like this this discipline this like mothering fathering whatever you want to call it and then the cancer rising is also that it's like this mothering this protectiveness she's very protective of her best friend and she's caring and she's empathetic um and she's also just approachable. Like Lillian does it in a very tactful way that's warm and loving. And her physical presentation, like Cancer Risings also love to dress up and look approachable and look like girl next door, like beautified. All these, I don't know. I, I just, Cancer Rising is my go-to. But you guys, please feel free to debate anytime.
1: <laughs> I'm buying it.
2: Yeah. I got, I'm it. I got I'm nothing. Sold. I'm
1: sold. <laughs> Can we? Can we? Can we just have? I've just been like, not to be an overachiever, but I've been taking some notes. Is uh, can we just go? Did we determine Annie's son? And I forget it.
2: No, we haven't. No, we haven't
1: gone there yet. Mm-mm. Oh my god, thank God! So I am paying attention.
2: I <laughs> love. <laughs> oh,
1: I got lost. Now. I was like, I thought that I missed it.
2: No, we're not there. I love that you're taking notes, making me so happy. You know,
1: I'm writing them down.
2: Okay, what do we think is her rising, and why? I mean, sorry, her son, and why? students <laughs> can you tell us again about
0: the sun so you said you said that one was like all right let's, that's like your main
2: I'm, I'm gonna give you some some hints based on what my guess is but that's kind of wrong because i want michael i want you to jump in on like more of her personality traits remember sun is the ego Right. the sun ego. is okay. all sun is in, ego yeah it's all all encompassing personality traits it's like your background color of your canvas, which is what I like to say all the time. It's this sort of coloring mm. of the character, but it does boil down to ego. And I like to think of it like there's no single person that I've ever met that is unhappy with their zodiac sun sign. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious, but it
1: to- makes sense, right?
2: Because it's ego. Yeah. It's like, I'm. yeah, even if you it's don't. ego. <laughs> I am that. It, yeah, you're like, yeah. that's me. And even if you don't 100% resonate it with, what resonate with it Michael like you said in the beginning of the podcast where you're like I don't always say I'm a Scorpio you're proud nonetheless to be a Scorpio and you're gonna stand strong on that (laughs) yeah so it's totally so it's ego and and sort of with Annie what I've seen and I stuck with with the movie and also I paired her a lot with Lillian and with other characters in the film and how they connect and based it on those connections but there's something about Annie that is very rebellious. She's very, very stubborn. She's very much about like, oh, I don't you know, even when the cop is like trying to get her to revisit her pet, she's like, no. Like when she makes up her mind, there's no helping her. But I
1: didn't get my tail it my taillights fixed, you know? So yeah. a lot. I didn't get and she never does get it done. That's a good right. point. I don't know what it is. I have a guess. Go for
2: it. Taurus? Well, yeah, okay. So that's on the right page, one hundred percent. Because I, I ah, that out. was the right page. <laughs> it's the wrong answer, but you're on the right page. Mm-hmm, thank
1: God you got the book. I'm <laughs> such a Libra.
0: <laughs> Moon rising and sun.
2: <laughs> so
1: to <a> ripple threat.
2: <laughs> okay, so we're on the right track as far as this is a fixed sign, right? So we have to think about what the fixed signs are. And I'm not saying no to Taurus. She could totally and 100% I'm with you. Like, I don't doubt she's a Taurus. I don't have stronger argument points about my ultimate guess. But I did write Taurus a bunch on my pages. That she could be a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Gemini rising. That's could be absolutely what she is. For sure. I wrote Aquarius for me. Oh, okay. Because I think that... Annie, in general, doesn't seem like a very grounded person. The only thing that I think grounds her is her passion, which is her moon, right? So I think her emotional self is grounded when she finds it. But she doesn't have it right now. So she is free-falling and floating and that's why her timeline is all over the show because it's the only thing that drives her is that emotional plane and right now that's not being fed In this film. So, if it was like her sun sign, also, I think there would be more of a balance with her. I think there would be more of something rooted, more of her like diligence, like steady, something like reliable about her, sturdier. I I see her as a lot of air. So, Aquarius is this air sign, same as her Gemini rising. I think she's a Taurus moon, which grounds her emotionally as long as it's something she likes to do. Otherwise, she's off in space. And so right now, I think she's off in space. And so that's why I chose Aquarius being a fixed sign, same as Taurus, both stubborn. So it's Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius. Those are the fixed, stubborn signs. And Scorpio is the fixed sign of the water sign. So it's like these stubborn, you know, these... It's hard to change their minds, these signs. Mm -hmm. And I think her being an Aquarius, she also kind of marches to the beat of her own drum. She was an entrepreneur. She started her own thing. She kind of wasn't afraid at one point in time. Now, yes, she's a little lost, but I'm sure she'll find her path again. I just think Annie does things differently. Like, she sees someone like Helen as, like, laughable. You know what I mean? She doesn't subscribe to, like, oh, I have to, like, dress up and be rich and subscribe to this, like... She's kind of against the trend. She's doing her own thing, right? And I think that's where I got the Aquarius sun. So that was my guess. But, again... Please debate. I'm a Libra. I want the debate. (laughs) You're weighing
0: out your options. I just agree. I don't think I have any knowledge to debate on. Like, so far, I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. I'm buying the lemonade.
1: (laughs) And let me tell you, it tastes delicious. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel like that sounds good to me, too.
2: Okay. Okay. You guys are too easy on me. And, like, again, this is not real. And it makes sense. So we can can This
1: is is 100% real.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. I also want to say something that made me completely think about Aquarius, like, decide and actually, like, scratch everything else out and say Aquarius was actually based on Megan.
1: Love Megan. (laughs) (laughs) What did Megan do that made you think in a new direction?
2: So, what's her name? The actress Melissa. Right.
1: Melissa McCarthy.
2: Thank you. I have no idea why I blinked on that. Um, but
1: she's kind of famous.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculously famous. Okay, so Megan's scene when she comes over to save Annie, like Annie's in her mother's house, and. Literally, Megan comes over and like beats her up. Do you remember that? Yeah. She's like you have to watch. You her Have a hair. pity
1: party. You have a pity party, Annie, huh? You have a pity party by yourself. You have no and You got no friends. Oh, you got a friend right here.
2: You got a friend right yeah. here, Ann, but you're not gonna
1: tell. You're not gonna fight for it, huh? Yeah, that one. I know that
2: scene. So for me, when that scene happened, because Megan to me is such an Aquarius, she is completely. Um marching to the beat of her own drum. Character, we don't know what she wants in life. We have no idea her backstory, where she comes from. She doesn't give a shit about anyone's judgments of her. She just just goes with life, and she's had a fascinating life. She's super intelligent. She's super up there in the ranks. I think she works for like the CIA or something. Crazy. Yeah, she has the highest clearance from the FBI.
1: She knows where all the nukes are. <laughs> Shopping malls. <laughs> You'd be amazed.
2: I fell off a cruise ship once.
0: <laughs>
2: Pinba- pinballed down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Met a dolphin down there.
0: And they're married in real life. <laughs> yes, they are. That's so really
2: cool. good. So those so sandwich
1: good. scenes were not quite so uncomfortable because you're married.
2: <laughs> so that that moment I saw the two of them had some kind of bond, right? And I don't think they had any other bond in the fact that they just related to each other the same way like Tina and I, you and I see each other we're like, we immediately get each other inexplicably. We just understand each other. We are two totally different people, but there's so much commonality we have because we have the same sun sign. Libras, any sun signs just gravitate towards each other because there's an immediate understanding. And I feel like Megan and Annie are so different, but there's something about Megan that sees herself and Annie to an extent, but the tools that Megan has are very different from Annie's. I think Megan has fire. She's got what it takes to break, to to take that Aquarius to the next level, to like fuel the fire and be like, I don't care. I'm like an air. She's probably like Aries rising or she's got like some kind of really strong setup. While Annie has more of like a, you know, the Taurus where if it doesn't go one way, it could like flip to sort of laziness or luxuriating or just like i don't know i'm just gonna let it go or take things slower you know what i mean or just like whatever and the gemini rising which could be a little chaotic and not as fixed or direct so yeah i but i saw something about the two of them so i think that's what actually drove me to call annie an aquarius above anything Mm. else i just feel like the two of them in that scene i was like oh there's something here that's just clicking them
0: what about helen can we get into helen yes what do you guys think? Tell me about Helen. So I think that Helen is
1: gorgeous. Yeah, oh.
0: she's literally perfection. I could see maybe an a Scorpio, uh, moon. I could see some Leo in her. Maybe a Leo sun, Ooh. Scorpio moon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I'm t- I don't know for the last one. Okay, like I'm... the rising part, yeah,
1: something like. Someone that presents as perfect. (laughs)
0: Libra? (laughs) Ah!
1: (laughs) That strikes a chord. I think you're onto something, Tina.
2: Wait, did we get all three? Tina, you just got all my three. You read my mind. Oh my God. Tina's
1: getting good at this. What episode is this? What episode is this? Episode seven. Yeah, Tina's getting real good.
2: Watch out world. (laughs) I'm so proud um okay so libra rising obviously she's miss social she's the social butterfly she you know her first scene she's in this glamorous gown and she's looking at everybody and she wants everything to be perfect and aesthetically beautiful and she wants to show off and she wants to make sure everybody's having a good time and then that Scorpio moon's coming through because she's clearly a possessive person in many ways she's clearly a like this is my friend now like needs that
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know that power move so there's definitely this little power play between her and Annie um and this Leo mo- this Leo sorry this Leo's son adds to that coloring of like the big hair the the dresses the drama the attention loving um but, you know, of course, that Scorpio moon shows sensitivity at the same time. So at the very end of the film, we sort of get another perception of Helen where we're just like, she just really wants to be loved and she wants to be seen for what she's doing, you know, all the effort she's making. And we we feel for her at the end. And we understand that this is a complicated person and this is a loving person, even though her ways of perhaps going about it because it's masked with all this like social juge. Uh, engines, <laughs> <laughs>
1: not engines, ladies. start your engines.
2: So we we finally see her soul at the end of it. We see like what she actually is about, and she's sad, and she's alone, you know. And and she makes this stance with Annie, where she's just like, "I was wrong to do what I did," and like owns up to, and sees that what Lillian really needs is her real best friend and her sister. And like, so that's when Annie goes to Lillian and they find each other again and everything gets made amends, but everybody makes amends at the end of the film. Do we want to talk about Rita, Megan, Becca really quick? Any, any notes, anything funny to say, any conjecture about the other ladies?
1: I mean, I think they definitely need a just a little bit of exploration yeah
2: yeah, let's go for it you
1: know it. maybe maybe more of like a guided pointed this and that versus a full on right. deep dive you know
0: yeah absolutely an aperitif
1: mm-hmm like you know Rita this ballbuster <laughs> loves a tube top gets cocaine from her hairdresser has three boys that she loves and hates can't stand
0: loves a seven and seven loves a seven <laughs>
1: and seven she's a little bit of a party girl you know what I mean
2: Jen what is she I don't know. I just, <laughs> I call the energy, ironically, Michael, because these, this is one of your favorite mm. characters, apparently. I gave her some Scorpio mm-hmm. and some Aries. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> she got it always. Yeah. yeah. She felt like a bit, it's got that, Yeah.
1: Because <sighs> I love Rita. Love she, she Rita. She knows what she wants. Yeah. She's you know? direct. Yeah. She's down with the get down.
2: No bullshit. Cuts through it. Sees through mm. it. Yeah. She's on it. For sure.
1: And then Becca, you know, poor Becca. I feel bad for Becca. Cat Queen. You know, yeah, she's trapped. <laughs> she's trapped in a relationship that she really wants to make work, but she knows instinctually in her body it's not feeling right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Could she be a Libra?
2: Yes, she totally could. <gasps> Again, wrong. No, <laughs> I'm being the serious. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> what you mean? No, I don't. I don't have real. What about a...
0: just like weighing out, like, okay, I really want to make this marriage work, and she's a pleaser, I'm going to kind of like yeah i'm gonna like put to the side that when he says that he's tired sometimes after showering like i'm not tired i'm not i'm
2: not (laughs) but i'm going to say that i am because he is i'm a good wife yeah yeah there's definitely an element of pleasing but that can also come across in this service sign of virgo it can also come across as oh yeah pisces a little what
1: about officer rhodes Awesome. do we do the boys or is this a feminine podcast
0: i was gonna say keep uh, it to the women
1: yeah i think it's this is for ladies it's your month
0: girls it's our month okay well this has been a lot of fun guys i just wanted to say really quick michael that you are so special to me i've known you my entire life you're honestly like my sister and i love you and that concludes the speeches for the night thank you all for coming
2: dessert wine is out consuelo Speaking of Consuelo, I want to say to you and to everyone here, gracias para vivar en la casa, en las escuelas, en el azul marcada. Thank you all for coming. Keep smiling, keep shining, shining.
0: know that you, you can always in.